Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live on Blog Talk Radio. It's our monthly open reading. It's a call-in show. You call in and read a poem. I put you on the air. People hear your poem. People like your poem. Then people have heard your poem. It's a system we've worked out. Uh, my name is Rick Looper. I'm your MC, Master of Ceremonies, and the person behind the Poetry Super Highway. Happy to have you tuned in today. Happy Sunday. Happy New Year. This is our first show of 2018. Excited to... Uh, Excited to be back and launching a new year of Poach Superhighway. This is now our 21st year. Yeah, last year was our 20th year. We celebrated 20 years of Poach Superhighway being on the internet. One of the, one of, not the, but one of the very first poetry websites that existed. We've been publishing two poets online almost uh, every week those entire 20 years. And uh started with a link directory, I think. Did it, did it start with a link directory? Yeah, there was a, just a one page of links to other poetry websites. And uh, that was just a section of my personal website. And uh, then then I started publishing work by other people, just one poet a week for the first few weeks. But uh, as soon as the word got out that, uh, that you could submit your poetry to something and it could appear online, well, we grew like wild. I mean, maybe maybe it was slower than that than I think about it. Uh, but a lot of submissions came in, and we started publishing two poets a week, every week. And we've done that every year, ever ever since then, every week, ever since then, during every year, which has occurred since then. And that's a total of 20 years, if I, if I do know my math, which I don't really, but I'm pretty sure it was 20 years ago. Actually, we're, we've just started the 21st year of Poetry Superboy, so hurrah! Welcome to our 21st year. Uh, so we're getting pretty close as it's the end of January to our uh, Great Poetry Exchange Project, which we've been doing for a number of years. Well, I'd have to check how many years we've been doing this, but it's a, but it's a, it's a, another unique thing that we do here on poetry that helps further our mission of exposing as many people to as many people's poetry as uh, possible. Um, I'm going to check how many we've been doing that um, and get back to you in a second. Before I, I tell you more about that, um, I want to mention that uh, this, of course, is a call-in show, and uh, if you'd like to call in and read your poem, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. You can also use the direct connect button or connect via Skype. Both of those options, I think, are available on the show page if you'd prefer to use the microphone on your computer rather than calling the phone. Um, the phone number listed there. Either way, we'll get you on the air. We have no content or restrictions. The only uh, requirement is that you uh, is that you read a poem, and I'm excited to hear what you'll read. And uh, if you'd like, you can t- also tell us what's going on in your poetry world. Maybe you've got a new book out. Uh, you want to tell us about a contest, uh, a reading that you run, any anything at all. We just uh, the idea here is to uh, expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. Part of that is through sharing your poetry. And part of that is through letting people know what's going on in your community and what you've been up to. Um, and uh, even if someone doesn't doesn't buy your book because you tell them about it, 
Um, it might inspire them to to put out a book or something like that. So it's it's all good. So call in 646-716-7362. A uh, quick word on the Great Poetry Exchange that I just mentioned. Um, this one, which will which will be the 17th annual Great Poetry Exchange, uh, will start on February 1st. So basically, uh, if you've got a physical book of poetry, not an e-book, but a physical book of some kind, could even be a book that you edited if you'd like, but it has to be uh, either, either your book um, or a book that you you edited. And uh, you'll 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 sign up to participate in this on a form which will go live on February 1st. And then at the end of the month, we're going to leave that form open all month. Um, what I'm going to do is match you up with another poet. And then it's actually a circular exchange, not not uh, not two people matched together. But uh, you're going to send your book to a random other participant in the Great Poetry Exchange. No matter where they are in the world, you're going to send your book to them. And in exchange, you will receive a book from yet another randomly selected participant. So that's pretty cool. Um, I, I love the idea of poetry books flying all over the world, uh, back and forth to each other um, when uh, at the end of the submission period for this. Um, and we've been doing this. We Last year was the 16th year. This is our 17th year. So uh, get yourself a poetry book if you don't have one already and, and watch for the announcement at the end of this month, actually on February 1st proper, about the launch of our great poetry exchange. All right, we're going to get to our open reading right now. Again, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Our first caller is from the 206 area code. Hello. 206, you with me? Nope. Okay, just a reminder, everyone, uh, that uh, if you've called in, please listen on your phone and not on your computer because there's a delay, and uh, you won't hear me when I call your phone number, and that will be awkward like that just was. All right, moving on. Our next caller is from uh, Block Number. Hello, Block Number. Hello, Rick. Hello. Who's this? Hello, Rick. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Ah, yes. There's your your voice. This is uh, Alex from Salt Saint Marie, uh, Canada. Sault Saint Marie, sir. Sault Saint Marie. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. Yes. Yes, How are sir. You? Very good. And you, Rick? I'm great. Thanks. Happy New Year. Awesome. Did did those people ever at the library in Sioux, Michigan, ever contact you to come up to? Uh, be a guest uh, speaker at all, or because um, I gave them all of your contact information. And that's that. so cool, Alex. Uh, do me a favor. Why don't you contact me um, off of the show uh, for that, um, so we don't waste everyone's time with with, with that. But uh, I, I sure. know I haven't been contacted by them, um, but I, I very much appreciate you uh, uh, trying to get me get me out there to read poetry. Thank you. Well, it would be awesome to get you up here. So. <clears throat> I'd I'd love to do it. I'll travel anywhere for poetry. Yeah, you've told me that before, so I I've told them that when I've gone over there, and they said, "Well, we'll get around to it." And I mean, it's just like uh, you know, getting around to it is just like molasses in the middle of January trying to find uh, ground, but it can't because it's too thick. That's that's definitely a a uh, Northern American thing to say, a Northern part of Northern American thing to say. Um, Alex, do you have a poem for us? 
I have one, Rick. Um, <clears throat> it's a really touching one because one of my friends from work, um, his wife has MS and she's in hospital right now and they don't think she's coming out. She's terminal with it. And when I gave this to him about two weeks ago, he was all awash with it because he said, how did you write that? It's like you pulled the words right out of my own heart. So this, wow. this is what it's about, Rick. It, yeah, it's, it, this is a real tearjerker. It's called Caring Embrace, okay, Rick? It goes like this. My dear, sweet darling, the light in your eyes will always hold such love. But if you are beckoned with a warmth from above, please, not hold, please do not hold on for us. Let this peace fill you by its caring embrace. As your time is now short, you have endured much pain. Your moment of freedom will soon be upon. This we see as a blessing, a release and transition, as you've carried a burden that is weighed on this existence. We've tried to share this daunting load, but try as we might to provide small comfort, and you've been as brave as you could ever be. This has been relentless, wearing thin on your layer of persistence. I want you to know nothing will ever come between. We will always be as one, you and I, and our beautiful son. This seems surreal, but life is what it is. This is more than adversity. You shall forever be the petals on our flowers. You will be the air that we breathe, our tears of joy, the tickle which makes us laugh. This is how you will remember each and every step we've taken. You are our inspiration. The reason why we will continue until we meet again. End poem. <clears throat> That's lovely, uh, Alex. I, uh, what a what a nice um, uh, offering for uh, for that family in this uh, in this uh, incredibly difficult time for them. You put a you gave gave a nice perspective for them to uh, to uh, to hold on to a little bit. My friend Scotty, he just said, you know, he said, I don't know how you did it. It's like you pulled the words right out of my heart. That's exactly the way I've been feeling. And he said, now I can read these words to to Nicole. So, because she can't even speak anymore, Rick. Hmm. She that she she digressed that far down that she can't even speak anymore. I'm really sorry to hear that, um, and I, I, I wish you nothing but the best. And I'm 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 glad that you uh, you uh, you were able to, to give that to them and and help put uh, his thoughts into words for her. I'm Jim. What a what a wonderful thing to have done. And I thank you for that, Rick. Sure. Anything else going on in your in your world uh, in poetry up in uh, in, uh, in southern Canada? Uh, what, what, all that I'm doing is just going over into Michigan and reading at the library over there. They're, they're talking about starting something up here again in, uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, but it hasn't occurred yet. They're talking about getting another group together, but I mean, th- these things take time, I guess, right? So, so. Yeah, they can. I mean, you know, you know, sure. You know, I mean, it, you, you can be patient and let it happen. Things can go quickly too, but it's not always so easy, so. You never know. I hope it works out, and um, and you know, the more poetry happening live in places, the better. The more creativity brings the more positive energy within the world. Absolutely. 
And and if there's one thing I can wish, if there's one thing today that I can wish for all of North America and all of the world, it is that in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in about an hour and a half, that my Minnesota Vikings kick Philadelphia Eagles' ass. (laughs) Well, I think my father-in-law would would, would, would have an issue with that. We travel to uh, Pennsylvania every year for uh, for uh, Thanksgiving, but um, but hey, more power to you, um, Alex. Thank you so much for calling in. As always, thank you, thank you for. Uh, 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 I, I don't mean to sound ungrateful uh, at the beginning there by um, you know saying we should work out those details off the show. I don't want to waste everyone else's time with it, but I, I I'd love to come up there and and thank you for trying to make that'll that be awesome, Rick. And I'll really make sure that I put that little. You know that little little uh, buzz in their ear over there, and tell them this is a really quality individual, and it could open up a lot of more doors for people here and a connection down in California. That would be wonderful. Sure, absolutely. Thank Networking you so much for that. Networking is awesome. And Networking is yeah. awesome, buddy boy. I mean, to get you up here, that that would just be a very auspicious event. You know what I mean, Rick? Well, uh, you you humble me by saying so, but uh, thank you for calling in. I want to get to other callers, uh, Alex, and uh, and I appreciate you're that. You're a hell of a guy, Ricky. Just keep on doing what you're doing because you're spreading a lot of light and love throughout the world. It's very nice of you to say. Thanks so much. That was uh, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie uh, in Ontario, Canada, just across the border there, who's been uh, breaking his back trying to get the library uh, just south of the border to uh, to bring to bring me out there. Can you imagine me? reading poetry in front of people. Um, Anyway, uh, the number, if you'd like to call in, is 646-716-7362. Let's see, our next caller. Ooh, looks like it is another blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Hello, Rick. Who am I talking to? Hello. Hey, Michael, how are you? Good, how are you? Staying busy. Uh, you may have mentioned in the first five minutes and um, the December show, what was going on? I couldn't get in. I just heard music and like a soundtrack or recording. Um, we played mostly spoken. I, I, I don't, don't know how closely you listened to the show there, there Michael. I, it was it was mostly spoken word tracks um, last right. time. So right. there, there was quite a lot of poetry uh uh, in the show, it was uh, just a, you know, I try to play a spoken word track at the half hour mark, and sometimes I, I devote a lot of the show to playing uh, a spoken word tracks as well. Um, I'm sorry you weren't able to make it in, but I'm glad you're here now. Did you did you have call in call ins? Actually, I didn't last time. I, um, I I think I saw you trying to call in last time. I remember there was a blocked number, but it kept disconnecting. So, um, but anyway, okay. um, this. That possibly be interesting to anyone listening. So let's hear your poem. Okay. Well, happy New Year. And I wasn't meaning this critical. I was just curious if, what was, if there's some technical difficulties. Anyway, happy New Year. And uh, I think I'll read. Um, this is called uh, the Haven of the Humane, the Heights beyond the Weathering, Heaven, and Heaven like a smart window, keeps the heat out, lets only the light in. Mm. Heart, not heat, all 
for the warmth of an unending love affair. Heaven, the haven of the humane. That's nice, Michael. The uh, the uh, line about the light reminds me of that famous Leonard Cohen line. There's a crack in everything, and that's how the light gets in. Um, Leonard, so, Leonard uh, Cohen? You're yes. quoting Leonard Cohen. Yeah. And right. I'm familiar with that great, that's a great quote. And also, I wanted to know, I, I enjoyed reading your selections of haiku that were on the, uh, you sent out this week. Oh, thanks. On, uh, on the Haikuniverse website. Yeah, your 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 new book and that's a high um, haiku for the um, well you, uh, I don't have it in front of me right now but I read a selection I enjoyed the ones I read I want you to know I enjoyed them. Oh, cool! Thanks, thank you very much. It was a good part What's of my on? week. And I, it was a good part of my week, so thank you for sending them. I don't have them dedicated to memory, but I just the, the ones I had time to read and, and perusing them I enjoyed. That's wonderful. Um, how is uh, how's uh, poetry in Birmingham, Alabama going? Anything anything new or special you can tell us about there? Uh, well, the Bards and Broods through the Birmingham Public Library uh, is still once a month, um, and I think the next one's uh, first Friday. And uh, they have a website, a Facebook Bards and Broods. It has the information. Uh, so I try to attend that when I'm available on a Friday night. It can make it. But uh, this week also, I showed, I saw the movie Marshall, uh, um, uh, Marshall about Marshall Thurgood, and um, oh, I cannot forget the name of the African American poet that's that's in the movie. He doesn't have a major part, but he was an acquaintance of of, of um, um, it's either a poet or a novelist, and I can't say for sure. I know that's. I guess I'm having senior moments in my life now. But anyway, you probably had some other callers. It's good to speak with you again. Happy New Year. And when's the February show? It's going to be February 18th. February 18th. Fantastic. Well, I hope to call in and speak with you then. I'll have something that may be appropriate for uh, uh, February Valentine's. Sounds good. All right, Michael. Thanks so much for calling in as always, and uh, Happy New Year to you as well. All right. Thank you. Bye. That was uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, um, reading us uh, his signature uh, shortish uh, poetry. Um, Thank you so much for calling in, Michael. It was good to hear from you. All right. The number, if you'd like to call in and read, is uh, code 646-716-7362. We have no content style restrictions. I'd be delighted to uh, hear whatever it is that you'd like to read um, today. It could be a new poem. Poem? That's a word I just invented. Thank you. Um, it could also be a poem, a new poem, or a poem. Um, poetry. That's I'm a little scared as to what that might be, actually, now that I hear it said out loud. Um, uh, could be an old poem. Could be something from one of your books um, or your book or, or, or whatever. You could even call and read someone else's poem. Maybe you've never read a poem in front of people before. Uh, give us a call, 646-716-7362. Yeah, if you're nervous about one of your own poems, read a poem that you love by someone else so we can hear that one. Um, all right, our next caller is from the 206 area code. Hello. 206. Okay, 206. That's the second time. Uh, you need to, if you call in, you need to listen on your phone um, and not on the computer because there's a delay and we won't be able to 
uh, well, we'll just have yet another awkward moment. Um, and I'm trying to uh, limit the number of awkward moments to two. So that was uh, two awkward moments, uh, and that's our cap for the show today. Um, so there you go. All right, uh, folks, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Um, let's see. Our next caller is from the 985 area code. Hello, 985. Hi, Rick. It's Diane Elaine Dees. How are you? I'm good. Hi, Diane. It's good to talk how, to you. How are I see you, too. I, I hear I, I see that you took my tip and visited the Richard Hugo house. Did in I? In Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about I don't, it, and I sent you there, and you actually posted something about it. But, what did I post not about Why Not to embarrass why am I, why am the radio I? host, but yeah. <laughs> no, I was in Seattle over the summer. Um, I spent a few days, but I'm trying to remember what the Richard Hugo house was because I'm not sure I was there. I That's posted the, a lot about Yeah, wait. Yeah, you did right. You you mentioned that you were there. It's the uh it's kind of a writers collective uh place. Oh. I'm I'm completely blanking on that location. Um uh I I I I vaguely recall the Hugo House website. Um, and I know that I, I posted a link to it in Poetry Superhighway. Well, maybe that's link maybe, that, maybe that's what it was. Oh, okay, maybe you never made it there, but anyway, uh, it's a great place if you go up there again. So I'd like to. Okay. I think you know it was the kind of thing where we were we were on a vacation, and um, I, I try to minimize dragging my wife to poetry events uh, when we're on vacation because she's uh, she um, yeah. you know comes to so many of those uh, with me here in in L.A. and so you know I do. And it's, I do a lot of writing on these trips as well. Um, in fact, I've noticed, a whole book yeah. of poetry on this on 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 that trip that's going to come out later this year. Um, and and she's already patient enough when you know she's ready to move on to the next room of the museum. And I'm still, you know, jotting down this this you know incredibly hilarious and wise thing I've just thought up uh, about right. whatever painting I'm looking at. So you no, know, um, but yeah, and and I as I recall the the Hugo House. Tons of things going on, lots of different programs, and it was kind of it was not, wasn't really in the in the middle of time, so it wasn't an easiest thing for us to to to, to oh, kind of yeah. stop by and check out. But I remember promoting it when after you told me about it in the Poetry Superhighway oh, website. Well, that, I thought people should good. know about it, you know. Um, so yeah, the Raven yeah, Chronicles. I, the Raven Chronicles used to be published from there, and I assume it still is. But it's been a long time since I've had any contact with that journal. But that's a very fine journal too. So I have a poem. Is that is that based out of the Hugo House, or is that just a Seattle? It used uh, it used to be. I'm not going to assume it still is, but it certainly used to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ready well, I, I could certainly uh, hold on. I could certainly see. Um, you know, just if anyone is in the Northwest and looking for a poetry destination, um, uh, and and you're not on vacation with your wife, or husband, or whatever, you know. Uh, that, that the Hugo House would be probably a top-notch place to go. So uh, thanks for yeah, making us aware of that. It, and yes, really I am is. ready to hear the poem. Well, you probably know that the great Keeley Smith died a few weeks ago. I and didn't so, know that. I, that. That's off my yes, radar. She, did. She, was, she was about 89, I think. She was very old. So this is a poem kind of in tribute to her. For Keeley Smith. Godmother of the gypsy tramp half-breed goddess, unparalleled queen of less is more, effortless weaver of that old black magic, 
Your strength lay in the space between the screaming sax and the scatting singer. If midnight blue velvet were sound, it would be your voice. The minimalist genius of your body, your black bob, your slowly shifting eyes made everyone, men, women, drunks, gamblers, boys in the band, stop in their tracks. It also made you fade among the garish colors of Vegas and the lurid trappings of fame. But for those who heard you sing and saw you swing, you live forever, the ultimate icon of cool. Hmm. What a lovely tribute. Thank you. Thank you for uh, was thanks great. for writing that. Thanks for sharing it with us and and uh, making us aware uh, of, of at least me. I'm sure everyone else knows. I uh, my brain has been off the radar the last month or so, but um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look into her work more and um, and uh, and and match match her up to, uh, to the images that you shared in that poem. Well, it was my pleasure to read. Are you still in uh, Covington, Louisiana? I am. I am. Uh, of course, just across uh, Lake Pontchartrain from from New Orleans, where we were a couple of summers ago. Um, do you, do you get into New Orleans? Yeah. You know, I don't true. go much anymore. Um, I hardly go anymore. It's a big hassle for me to do it uh, every once in a while. That's where all the readings are. There's nothing going on over here. But, how long? Uh, what's, yeah. what's the distance? I mean, how long of a trip is it for you to get to New Orleans? Well, it's. You know, it uh, depends on the traffic. You know, it's the the, the Lake Pontchartrain Causeway Bridge. From my house to pretty much the middle of New Orleans is between 40 and 45 miles. So it takes over, you know, an hour to really get somewhere. It's not that long to cross the bridge, but then when you cross the bridge, you're not even in New Orleans. So you have to keep going. And, uh, you know... I miss New Orleans, but I don't find it worth my while to go over there very much. And the last time I went over there, I was um, physically attacked, so that didn't help. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the kind of thing that could turn you off from a location um, or, or, or other human it's beings. Why I, um, it's, it's why I moved away the first time, you know, to begin with. So it was uh, it was unpleasant. But So it's uh, it's a beautiful city, but it's, uh, it's kind of rough. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm sorry you had that experience. Is um you know I'm wondering about you know I know Mardi Gras is coming up. Is, is that kind of culture pervasive throughout Louisiana? Do you do you have elements of that where where you live in terms uh, yes, of parades yes. and, and it's, yeah? Yes, it's it's celebrated over here. Uh, it's not the same, of course, but it is celebrated throughout the southern part of Louisiana, and especially the closer you get to the city. You know, I think we have like four or five parades just on this side of the lake. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. It's okay. Big. Now you said all the readings happen in New Orleans itself. Is there anything in Covington uh, centers around poetry there, that you you can participate in? There, there used to be, but they ended. And I don't think they were really that great when they were here. But they don't even have any anymore. You know. Hmm. So well, yeah, it's kind of kind of dead that way. Maybe you need to start something up. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Just go to go to the local library and say, "Hey, you got a room? I wanna, I wanna, I wanna have an open reading once a month." You know, it's it's. Yeah, well, we of course, have, then you have we to. We have a lot of. 
we actually have a lot of nice venues for that kind of thing. It's just that it, you know, it just doesn't happen very much. But we do, it's more, we have a lot of music over here. You know, we just walk in and play music, but not poetry. Yeah. Gotcha. So, well, maybe you, you should, maybe know. you should bust, bust a film out over some, uh, some jazz yeah, or something. Yeah, uh, you never know. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> well, Diane, it's right, uh, well, lovely to, to hear from you. Thank you for your poem. Absolutely. Rick, good to talk to you. Take care. You you too. Have a good rest of your Bye. day. Bye-bye. Bye. That was uh, Diane uh, Elaine Dees uh, calling from Covington, Louisiana, longtime uh, participant in Poetry Superhighway stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got about a half an hour left in the show. I got a couple callers online. Um, before we get to them, since we're about at the, the half hour mark, um, I want to play a spoken word track, um, which I try to do at the half-hour mark of every every show. This one is a poem by a poet, a Los Angeles poet named Donnie Mossing, and it comes from uh, a new book which uh, which came out uh, last month, uh, to, or maybe it was two months ago, actually, uh, that I edited called A Poet's Sidor, and many of the poets uh, in the book uh, recorded their poems and uh, sent them uh, in to, to be uh, played as part of a show that we did here on Poetry Highway Live um, uh, a couple shows ago um, where their poetry was mixed with music and uh, and you got to hear um, all of this cool stuff. So um, uh, Donnie Mossing, I typically don't play a spoken word track that isn't uh, mixed with music or um, or or that isn't a live element or something like that because, that is recorded in front of a live audience. But there's something about Donnie's voice and the way that he reads this poem, which uh, caused me to make an exception uh, in terms of wanting to play that for the spoken word section of uh, of, of the show today. So here it is. This is uh, Chatsi Kaddish by Dani Masing. Chatsi Kaddish. Half a Kaddish? Half? That's what I get for always being late. I could have gotten Barhu or even, dare I dream, Aleinu, but no, all I get to offer you is half a Kaddish. I'd love that you should think of me as far more grateful, but tradition, form, and sequence permit me only half. Not that the prayer makes any sense, mind you. Late as I am, I'm singing, blessing, praising, glorifying, exalting, extolling, magnifying, uplifting, and lauding you, only to find out that you are completely beyond such silliness. Your rod and your humor comfort me. My teacher always told me that pointless effort was the greatest of all. My teacher is long gone, and I'm still at it, stumbling towards you, half-witted, half-crazed, more than halfway through my life. May your name keep growing in my heart, and in the hearts of all the seekers of your name. May we be increased and blessed, and may our eyes be upraised to really see the glory of your kingdom in our half-trashed Eden, swiftly, Uvizman Kariv, and even sooner. And let us say... Well, there you have it. That's Chatsi Kadish from Dani Masang. Um, a poem that appears in the new collection, um, A Poet's Sidor, that you can pick up on Amazon.com. It's uh, poets from all over the world who reinterpreted the uh, Jewish 
Jewish Friday night liturgy, the, the prayers that you might hear on a Friday night at a synagogue um, anywhere in the world. Poets rewrote them in modern language and uh, ideas. And you, could, you could hear uh, uh, Donnie doing that with, with that particular poem, which is uh, uh, after a prayer that typically is used to kind of divide up sections of of the uh, service. So it's a pretty cool book. I'd check it out. If I were you, a poet, Cedar. Um, all right. Um, if you would like to submit a spoken word back, I'd love for you to do it. Uh, the email is rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. Um, and send me an MP3 of a recording of your poem. Um, I would prefer it to be something that's mixed with music, something that's that's uh, that's uh, that has a little bit of a production to it, um, because as I stated earlier, um, 99% of the time, if you're just going to do a straight reading of your poem, um, I can just uh, you could just call in and do that, and that's that's what I would generally speaking prefer. I realize I made an exception with this one track, but I, I typically don't do that. Um, or it's a recording of you reading your poem in front of an audience where the audience's reaction provides that extra little something which makes it more of a, a spoken word track. So um, just a little exercise. Maybe you've never put together a spoken word track. Try it. Record record yourself. Get get a, a real easy uh, audio mixing program. If you're on Apple, a garage band is free to you, and I know that there are similar free uh, uh, audio mixing programs are on uh, PC or Windows-based programs uh, or machines as well. Um, and uh, see what you can put together. Mix it with a little music. Add some sound effects. See if it, see if uh, after you hear it, does it augment the poem? Does it, uh, does it uh, add a little extra element which uh, makes it really interesting to listen to? Um, so that's your challenge, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't already uh, have an, an archive of your own spoken word tracks, uh, make one. And uh, send it to me at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com, and I may just play it at a spoken word segment of Poetry Superhighway Live um, as soon as next month. Our next is February 18th. All right, moving along. Our next, uh, uh, the number if you'd like to call in is 646 716 7362. Our next caller is from the 805 area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. This is John Dave. John Day. Joan. How's it going? Joan. Oh, Joan. Oh, Good. Sorry. How's it going with you? Haven't seen you in no. a long time. Yes, well, I, I spent uh, the last two years invisible uh, for tax reasons. <laughs> well, I certainly did miss your readings. Thanks. I, you know, I'm, I'm still reading around town a little bit. Um, I, uh, uh, you're, you're up in the uh, Ventura area? Is that right? Yeah, I, I live in Camarillo. In fact, you're coming okay. up here pretty soon, I hear. Am I? With the Ventura County Riders Group. Oh, yes, that's yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I really so I'm need, looking forward uh, to I, seeing you again. Uh, likewise, I've got, I really should glance at my calendar more. Um, but yeah, yes, I am coming up there. Um, I was I was there not too long ago at the uh, at the library in Ventura. Um, so, um, and I'm, I'm reading and I realize this is in Ventura, but I'm reading coming up soon. It might be this Saturday, uh, uh, at the, uh, Encino Tarzana library, which is not too far from, uh, from where you are relative to the rest of LA at any rate. But, um, that's so nice of you to say that I miss you too. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you'll be uh-huh. at the uh, Ventura thing. Well, I'm glad I'm going to see you next week, uh, next month rather. Yeah. Okay. 
I have I have a um, a little late, but it my title of my poem is called New Year's Eve. But um, I'd like to read it anyway. Go for it. Okay. New Year's Eve, introduced by friends, a sudden blind date. We went to a party. He was a surprise. He, 18, a soldier. I, 16 and a half. He, gorgeous, black curly hair, soft brown eyes. He, a great dancer, knew all the moves. I could hardly follow. He soon left for Germany. We rode for two years. I sent him a fruitcake one Christmas. He hated fruitcake. <laughs> he sent me a sweater. I was allergic to wool. I graduated high school. I worked, went to college. He came back. We couldn't wait to see each other. I was by then the better dancer. He felt out of step, lost his timing, each swaying to a new beat. We slow dancing out of one another's life. Wow, Joan, that was uh, that was great. I really enjoyed that. Um, nice job. Oh, good. Thanks, sweetheart. I, I, I'm stuck on the fruitcake image, so I, I have to admit. Um, <laughs> do, it's a true do story. You actually, do you actually like fruitcake? I don't know if anybody that likes fruitcake. But you, but you. So that's my point. So, but you yet not liking fruitcake. You sent a fruitcake as a gift. Well, at the time, I was 16 and a half, and I wanted to send him some kind of a goodie. Don't ask me why. I didn't think it would ship. anything would ship that easily, so I sent him a fruitcake because I knew they stay for years. <laughs> yes, that's true. There are, there are fruitcakes um, from, you know, that have been around longer than anyone else who's alive today, I'm sure. Um I'm quite um, sure. Maybe they even taste better that way. <laughs> it's you, you need to age a fruit cake for sure. I you know I don't eat a fruit cake unless it's at least 25 years old. And that's that's my rule. Um, <laughs> a vintage a vintage cake. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, unless Lincoln himself touched the fruit cake, it's not it's not coming to my house. Um. <laughs> And what do you know at 16? You don't know that you don't know that uh, fruitcakes should, you know, or not that people shouldn't send them or eat them or like them. So it's uh, it's completely understandable. Right. We we all, you know, it's 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 shortly after 16 that you learn the truth about fruitcakes, I think. <laughs> and some fruitcakes in your area, yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, or, you know, the ones who 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 uh, you know take on high political offices and such? Um, oh, let's not go into that one. <laughs> we're not gonna. I, I didn't You're even say that. You're gonna bleep people off the air in no time. <laughs> I know. I'm always surprised, uh, and I don't know why I am. You know when I because I, well anyway I'm not even gonna get into it. But um, um, Joan, what 
Go any anything in poetry in your world going on that you want to tell us about? Um, uh, do you do you show up to anything oh, in Camarillo well, or Ventura? Of course, and yeah, well, Phil, of course, in Ventura at the Topping Room at the Ventura County Library, um, and um, also there's a new venue in Newberry Park and a new venue in Thousand Oaks, but I oh, can't wow. exactly tell you where because right offhand I don't have the addresses with me. But I will give but, them to you. So, please do. Yeah, I, okay. it'd be good to know about them. And, and as, in particular, if they're new venues, anyone else who might be listening from that part of uh, California, um, in case those of you who are, are who are listening who don't know what we're talking about, um, uh, Joan lives just north of the main part of the Los Angeles uh, area, just outside of the San Fernando Valley. Is is the Greater Ventura area, which includes places like Thousand Oaks, uh, maybe, and uh, Camarillo and Oxnard and etc. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's a little bit of a, a trek if you're in L.A. to get there and vice versa, but it's good to know that there seems to be a, a, a thriving and, and new even a poetry community happening there in terms of mm-hmm. new venues and such. Mm-hmm. And we were very fortunate because we were just out of the area of the Thomas Fire. So I, I really feel for all those people in Santa Barbara that were touched by that in any way. Yeah, California has has long periods of time where we just don't get a break. You know, fires followed by floods, and then you know, throw in an earthquake, and it and we're done. I mean, it's uh, but uh, uh, well well placed sympathies and well received, I'm sure, by anyone listening. And glad that you were uh, out in you were out of harm's way. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I don't want to take well, Jen- any time. I want more people to read. So good talking to you, and see you next month. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Joan. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Um, long live Thank the, you. Uh, the... Bye-bye. Bye. Long live the uh, the, uh, the, the, the sibling... Uh, or I wanted to say fraternity, but it, it seems to me that that's, uh, that's uh, only one gender. These, the fraternity and, and sorority of the fruitcake. Long live the living society of of the fruitcake. Anyway, I'm going to stop trying to make that interesting or entertaining. Um, We've got about, let's see, 18 minutes, 17 and a half minutes, 17 minutes and 19 seconds, if you want to be exact, left in the show. Um, Please call in. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. I'm sure we can get you on the air to have a couple callers, but we've got room for more. Um, our next caller is from the 253 area code. Hello, 253. 253, I hear you're listening on the computer and not on the phone. You with me, 253? Hello, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Excellent. How are you? I'm that I'm that hapless person that called in a couple of times from the 206 area code, and oh. uh, now I'm calling from my husband's cell phone because it just kept dis- kept disconnecting me. I don't know why. Um, I can t- I can tell you exactly <laughs> why. Um, if you'd like to know, uh, who am I talking to, by the way? This is Leah Leah Mueller, and I'm calling from Tacoma, oh, hi. Washington. Hi, yeah. Leah. Hello. Um, here's why um, you got disconnected because. I put you on the air twice and you didn't say anything because you were listening to the computer instead of on the phone. When you call in, you have to listen on the phone 
Uh, because no, I was. I was. My husband's been manning the uh, the uh, the computer on the other side of the couch. So it's <laughs> quite. It's like having two like hamsters like running around in these like wheels or something. I'm not quite sure, but well, anyway, yeah, it I all mean, worked out. Ne- my suggestion <laughs> is uh, next time you call in is to turn the the volume on the computer off and just listen on the phone uh-huh. because even this time there was a delay between when I said hello and I could hear the the uh, the delayed program in the background um so we're lucky yeah. i didn't disconnect you this time you 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 came on uh, quick enough but um anyway nice to hear your voice and uh, um uh i assume you have a poem for us i do actually it's a kind of a memoirish poem like a lot of what i write ends up being memoir for one reason or another and um cool. it's about the very first job that uh, you know i ever had other than babysitting and uh you know when i was like a, a newspaper delivery girl when it's like they they would they were very gender specific back then they had paper boys and then the occasional paper girls so, you know, I felt very proud to be right. a paper girl, um, you know, and it was really, really tough work. But I'm just going to go ahead and, and launch right into it um, rather than try to explain it. So here we go. Delivering newspapers from my three-speed bicycle, I could pitch a perfect arc from sidewalk to front porch. The thick folded wad always skidded to a halt just before the doorstop. Housewives waved cheerily from thresholds, offered me warm soda, and chatted about trivialities while babies hung from their hips like drooling barnacles. On Saturdays, I collected the subscription money. I skulked door to door, pounded on the glass, and stared inside warm houses as other, luckier children sat cross-legged on the carpet, watching the monkeys and gobbling cereal. The mothers were less friendly then. They told me to come back in a couple of hours, then refused to answer my knock when I returned. One afternoon, as I tried to ride my bike no-handed with a bag full of newspapers, the front tire twisted in the gravel. I toppled from my bicycle, plummeted to the asphalt. The pedal ripped a deep gash in my exposed left thigh, and I lay on the cement, head spinning, newspapers beside me in a fluttering heap. I rose to my feet, looked down at detached wonderment at the sudden tear in my leg, prizing lack of blood. A tiny, dark trickle ran down my kneecap, but I covered it with my skirt, carefully, like a spelling error. It seemed logical for me to deliver the rest of the papers to the other houses on the block before knocking on my mother's friend's door to lament my injury. Several customers waved to me from their porches, and I waved back. I felt very responsible. While I languished at the hospital, a customer on the next street called my house to complain that he hadn't received his paper. My mother told him to go to hell. I received a dozen stitches, and the man never read the news that day. He didn't miss anything. It was 1972, and Nixon would be reelected by a landslide. I delivered papers for a few more months, clutching the handlebars carefully in both fists as I waited for my injury to heal. Okay, that's it. 
I love that poem, uh, Leah, for many reasons. Um, one of which, uh, besides that, it was funny and entertaining, um, um, and, and uh, uh, nostalgic in its own way. Um, in that, uh, it was um, not too many years after 1972 that I was a paper boy in Syracuse, New York. Oh, in Syracuse? And, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, How it, did you like it? Suburb of it, actually, Dewitt, but. Um, I, well, I, I guess it was fun, but then winter came, and um, uh-huh. I vaguely recall that it was 20 degrees below zero with snow uh, up above my waist uh, one morning. Um, it, that's about the time I discovered that I really wasn't a morning person. <laughs> and um, Yeah. And I, I, I vaguely recall tossing the papers in the dumpster that day, thinking <laughs> no one needs the news under, under these conditions anyway. Oh, and that, wow. That, wow, you renegade. <laughs> that stretched into like a several week period of just not delivering the papers anymore, and uh, and uh, tried I tried to get out of out of uh, admitting that I was not delivering the papers, and um, when they eventually oh, came kid. around, and and uh, and, uh, and I you know I'm like oh maybe maybe someone's following me around and stealing the papers. I have no idea what's happening, you know. And uh, yeah, you eventually that yeah. that job got go taken ahead. away from me. But there you go. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just kept doing it, um, you know, even because this was in, in downstate Illinois, so it got pretty darn cold down there as well. And, you know, I have these very Germanic parents who'd be like, hey, this very character building for you to go out on your bicycle and ride in the snow when it's below zero and deliver your own papers. We're not going to help. And uh, <laughs> they were terrible. <laughs> So, um, you know, so I would go out there and uh, there are times when there was so much snow and ice that I couldn't, you know, ride my bike around. So I would I would just cliff it. And even after this horrible incident with the stitches, you know, I was still delivering papers, um, you know, with stitches and a big bandage on my leg. I just wasn't um, I think they might have actually driven me around for a little while, just out of pity at that point. But um, but I went right back after everything, uh, you know, after everything was healed up I went right back to to doing it and um you know until finally I forget what it was the pay was so incredibly low that you right. know I, I just started begging my parents to uh to tell me that it was okay to to quit the job and they they finally were able to see my point of view and that was the end of that so I went on to babysitting for 50 cents an hour <laughs> just really very wow. low pay Back then. I, yeah. I wish babysitters still charged fifty cents an hour. That sounds really good to me. <laughs> right about and now. all the food you can eat, all the potato buds, all the frozen pizza. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Leah, well, thank you, you um, so much. You wrote a book. Um uh, I was just checking on uh, on on the Poetry Super Highway website and you wrote a book called Queen Dorksville. Um, yeah, which, that was my first one. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to ask if you could tell us about it. I know it's a, it's a 2012. It's a while ago, but uh, but uh, you've had other books since then. You're saying? I do. I do. That was the first one that was put out by uh, John Burroughs at Crisis Chronicles Press. Um, that was in 2012, and um, it's uh, it's my 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 very first uh, chat book. Uh, since then, I've had some other books come out. Um, there's The Underside of the Snake, which is a humorous erotica. Uh, it's kind of funny. I think it might be my own genre. 
and um, it's been published by Red Ferret Press in 2015. And then Allergic to Everything, which is another book that came out from Writing Nights Press, which is also from Cleveland, like Crisis Chronicles. Um, Allergic to Everything came out in 2015. And then I've had another chapbook called Political Apnea, which was published by Locofo Chaps last year. And then this year, Writing Nights again uh, published another book of mine called, um, um, gosh, what is the name of the book? <laughs> Beach Dweller Manifesto. And uh, so those are all available on Amazon.com. And, um, you know, and then, of course, I'm always working on new stuff. But, um, you know, I've had a lot of things just published um, in various anthologies and uh, a bunch of stuff online. And, um there's a, a I new... see. Also, you 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 were a, a runner-up in one of the uh, Wurgle Flump humor poetry contests. Yeah, back in 2012, that was a big year for me, and it was really weird because I'd never even heard of it back then. It was total beginner's luck. I just was like, oh look, here's a free contest. I think I'll send my one funny poem. So I didn't have that <laughs> much of a backlog of poems back then, and most of them were like things I would write when I was depressed. So I was like, you know, I've got this one funny poem that's about, like, um, these these people that – about uh, television psychics that I wrote. And uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll just send that to them. And and I had never even heard of winning writers yet back then. I mean, that's how much of a neophyte I was or or Wurgelfunk. So I got this letter in the mail saying that I was, like, a finalist. And then another letter, and they were doing things with postal letters even still back then. Then another letter later saying that I had, you know, that I was a runner-up and it was a $75 check, and I was very excited. So it's cool. very cool money for poetry. <laughs> that, I was just I brought it up because um, that's yet another thing we have in common. I I was the winner of one of the earlier, even earlier than 2012, Wurgle Flop contests. And, oh really? Um, oh cool. Yeah, and I, I was a runner-up one other time, and and you're right, it really has exploded in terms of the number of people participate in it, and the prize that they give as well has gone up. Quite a bit, mm-hmm. so kudos to winning writers for um, for expanding their their reach. Um, they're quite a successful, useful, um, and you know, well worth checking out website as a, a resource for for poets. And um, so can't can't recommend them enough. And of course, the the whole premise of the Wurgle Flump contest that it, it, there used to be, you know, when there was the websites, the the, the vanity press websites like Poetry.com, which still exists, mm-hmm. but not exactly in the same format. Where you know. You'd submit a poem to them, and every single person would receive, you know, an acceptance letter praising your work as God. And then, and then you'd have the opportunity to spend, you know, six thousand dollars to get, you know, a nice hardcover copy of the book with your poem in it. And um, it was basically oh, a scam I remember that, that well. Yes, yes. Right. And so the the premise behind the Wurgleflump is that you were supposed to submit your poem. It wasn't it wasn't a humor poetry contest back then it was like submit any poem that that you don't mean as a serious poem to that contest or any other contest like that show us the acceptance letter and then that's your entry into the wurgle flump you know so i used oh, to write you know, this like just huh. this ridiculously you know insane kind of you know gibberish and submit it to poetry.com <laughs> and of course it would get submitted accepted you know, and then it's like, oh, thank you so much. And then, <laughs> yeah, what not Indu blah with my magnitude? You know, it's, it's just yeah. But now, yeah, generate the worst poem that you could. <laughs> right, and the whole premise was to 
kind of shine a light on on this kind of vanity, you know, scam, scam that they were running because so many people would submit work to them and then proudly list them as a as a publication credit, you know, uh, and it's and and it really just they were just taking people's money and so they kind of won because that that doesn't really exist anymore and now they transformed. This was just a few years back, um, maybe a little more. Um, they transformed Wurgelflump into an actual humor poetry contest. So that's, oh, that's the history of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't know. I didn't know they had such a, a you know, a broken, fascinating history there. That's really, that's pretty cool. But I do sure. remember sending something to that particular Vanity Press back in like, oh my gosh, probably back around the year. 2000, 2001, or something like that, and instantly getting something in the mail, in the actual postal mail, which yep. really surprised me because I sent it via the internet. I had just started using the internet at that point, and uh, you know, so I was like, well, you know, what official got to they were. So, yeah, and I sent it, sent it off, and uh, you know, I got this uh, letter back in the mail with like the first couple lines of, of my poem highlighted behind like a little plastic. Uh, uh, um, you know, so so that, so that she could read it through the envelope, you know, and it says an idea of the beautiful font that was going to be used to uh, showcase your poetry. You know, it's just it was it was pretty humorous actually. So, well, thank you again so much for doing this, no and having me on the I'm show. So glad to uh, yeah. so glad to hear your voice and and your poem. I hope you call in again. Um, uh, I'd love to hear more from you. All right, thanks a lot. Take care. Okay. You too. Leah Mueller calling from Tacoma, Washington. Um, uh, 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 really enjoyed her, her piece there and, and talking with her. Thanks for calling in, Leah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're just about out of time, so I'm going to shut it down for the month. Our next show, as I mentioned earlier, is going to be Sunday, February 18th. That's a President's Day weekend, the Sunday President's Day weekend, um, again at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Uh, that's, uh, what, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And for the rest of you, you'll just have to do the math. Um, and uh, we uh, will have another version of Poetry Superhighway Live, all open. We'll be uh, in the middle of the uh, 17th Annual Great Poetry Exchange. So if you've got a book, a new one or an old one that you want to uh, participate in with, it, uh, watch for the announcement uh, for that project on February 1st. Uh, basically, once again, I mentioned this at the beginning, but... Um, uh, you're going to volunteer to mail your poetry book to a randomly selected other participant uh, somewhere in the world, and in exchange, you will receive a poetry book from yet another participant somewhere in the world. It's a circular exchange. doesn't cost anything to participate. You just have to have a poetry book and 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 agree that you're going to mail it to somewhere else in the world. It, it's quite possible that it'll be somewhere in another country, which means that you uh, it'll cost more postage. So if that Others, you uh, don't participate because um, the, uh, the it's, it, people are matched up uh, randomly, and um, I can't promise you that you're going to um, only have to send your book to someone in the country that you live in. It, it, it could well be that you're sending your poem to China or your book to China. So, uh, But I think it's kind of a cool thing uh, to send your book to somewhere else in the world. Maybe you do too. So anyway, more info on that is going to come on February 1st. Thanks to everyone for calling in. Thanks to uh, Alex from Seasalt. Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, Diane from Covington, Louisiana, Joan from Ventura, California, and Leah 
in Tacoma, Washington. Um, uh, check out our website, poetrysuperhighway.com, where, of course, you can submit poetry for Poet of the Week. Uh, um, we put two poets online every single week, um, and uh, you can see our extensive listing of links to other poetry websites as well. Um, hope to talk to you next month on February 18th. This is Rick Lupert signing out. Have a good rest of your day.